Welcome to Riding the Waves of Life, a Boundary Family Services podcast. Welcome, families. Today we're talking with Rachel Newman, who is our local pharmacist. She works at PharmaSave in Grand Forks. She's also been a part of the Boundary Family Services uh, programs for many years and has participated and helped with lots of wonderful things in the community. So welcome, Rachel. Thank you, Mel, for having me. And of course, thank you to the Family Centre for being here. My family moved to Grand Forks uh, 10 years ago, and I have three children who are 11 and 8 and 2 years old. So I have been going to the Family Centre for many years, as you said, and I work at the PharmaSafe drugstore. And one of my great joys in the last year has been to become a Girl Guide leader. That's really cool. So today we were going to talk with you just about the cold and flu season and different ways to stay healthy and how to keep ourselves and our children healthy. And then also um, touch a bit on the Tylenol shortage and different things that families can do if they are really in a pinch and need something to help with either fevers or teething or all those sorts of things. That's right, Mel. The cold and flu season is definitely upon us. And especially this year seems to be worse than in previous years because everybody's taking their masks off for the first time in two or three years. And the hospitals have really been overrun, not just in Grand Forks, but all over BC. It's a bad year for the germs. Yes. And it started really early too, right? Like it it was Mm -hmm. starting, you know, in October, November. Yes. We're in for a long winter, it seems. Yes. (laughs) More than just the weather. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. The cold and flu season goes along with the winter. And I mean, when people are shut inside, you do get more disease transmission than when you're outside. Yes, for sure. So do you have anything about the Tylenol shortage? Like, do you know why it's so hard to get? Mm, Yeah, so it's all across Canada uh, that we're not able to get enough to meet the demand right now. So we are getting a little bit of Tylenol uh, trickling into PharmaSafe. So it's uh, the children's liquid and chewable Tylenol is what there's really a shortage of right now. Right. And we do get maybe two or three bottles a week in our shipments. Uh, they're like rationing it out. But you can imagine that those fly off the shelf uh, the first day. And oh, then we sure. don't have anything left over Yeah, for six more days. And so does it stay on the shelf or do you guys have it behind the counter and give it to people when they ask? Yeah. So since it's been coming in, we've been keeping it at the pharmacy so that uh, we only let people have one at a time. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. So a lot of people have been calling us and asking about it. And one option is if you know the dose that your child would take based on their weight, you can give them a regular strength Tylenol, perhaps cut in half. So that would be like a 325 milligram tablet cut in half would be about 160 milligrams, which is the same as a children's tablet. Right. So that would be for kids age two to 11. 
And then for kids under two, then we would recommend that you talk to the pharmacist and the pharmacist will really help you figure out the dosing or maybe make some liquid if that's appropriate. Right. Yes. Because I remember hearing that if it's an emergency that the pharmacist can make a suspension liquid. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And so would they just phone PharmaSafe and talk to a pharmacist about what's going on and then request it? Yes. You would have to call and ask for that. Although I shouldn't say it too loud because we have been overwhelmed with requests, to be honest with you. We've not not even been able to keep up with the demand for the infant's Tylenol. So we really try and save it for like if someone has had surgery or they've just come out of the hospital and they really, really need it. Otherwise, we do try and encourage them to give a half or a quarter tablet crushed up. Right. So if it's like a little baby, would that be a reason to phone in for the suspension liquid just because they wouldn't be able to do the tablet or? Yes. Or at the very least, you want to make sure that someone figures out the right dose. Yeah. yeah. So you could call the pharmacy and they could tell you if it should be a quarter of a tablet or how much to crush up. Because I mean, that's really what we do in the pharmacy is we crush it up and give it in some liquid. So sometimes a mom, a mom could do that at home by putting it in some pudding or yeah. some banana, as long as you know the appropriate dose based on the weight. Yeah. So it sounds like just make doubly sure and phone the pharmacist. Another really great resource is 811. Yes. So if you are ever unsure Um, especially if you are not sure if you should go to the hospital or not because it's late at night. You can call 811 and speak to a nurse or a pharmacist uh, or a dietitian, and they will assess you over the phone based on what your needs are. Yeah, especially too if there's fever going on and you're really unsure, like how high should a fever be before I take my child in? Thing 811 is always really good with that. And lately, too, you can actually talk to a doctor if you need to. Mm -hmm. Um, If you request it, you can have a Zoom call with a doctor or they'll phone you. So that's good, too. That was a byproduct of COVID was that they started that program. So that's nice. Also, if you have an infant and you phone 811, make sure to use their health number because then they can see that it's an infant. If you use your own health number, then they'll see that it's an adult and you actually usually end up waiting longer. So if you use the infant one, if it is your child that is sick, it's important to do that because then they'll get through faster. Ah, that's good to know. Yeah. So 811 actually, I know lots of families um, have said, you know, they usually fall back on, oh, no, go to the eMERGE just every time just to be safe. But I'm hearing more and more that they're more flexible with that now of like, you can request specifically what you need if you do need a pediatric dietitian, or if you need the doctor, or if it is just the nurse or, you know, so you can, if you're specific, when you talk to the person can get to where you need to go, which is good. Mm-hmm. And speaking of virtual healthcare services, PharmaSave has also partnered with two different companies to offer virtual healthcare services, because there's such a shortage of access to healthcare right now, all across BC. So if you go to the pharmasave.com website, uh, there's links there to two different options. One is called Mira Care, and the other one is called Rocket Doctor. 
Oh, so cool. both of these options are covered by your MSP, just like going to any other clinic. And then you can speak to a doctor by Zoom or over the phone. Oh, that's amazing. So you can just go, if you just type those names into your computer, it will bring it up for you? Yes. That's wonderful. It's really good that all of these new services are, are coming into light because like you said, it's harder and harder to get into anywhere and get that service because there is so much illness happening right now. So it's good to have those virtual options, especially when you're a parent too, because a lot of the time like sickness comes whenever it comes. And if it's, you know, in the middle of the night, you don't always want to pack up. Like if one child's sick, you don't want to pack up all the kids and go to the eMERGE. So it's nice to have that option of, okay, I can go online and I can check in with somebody who can tell me exactly what I need to do. So for the cold and flu season, aside from the Tylenol shortage, as a pharmacist, do you have any suggestions to families as to how to stay healthy this cold and flu season? Uh, yes. So one of the supplements that has the most evidence is vitamin C. So some people like to take a vitamin C tablet or a supplement that you can get from the pharmacy. And of course, there's no substitute for good old fashioned fresh fruits and vegetables mm -hmm. uh, to get your vitamins. And another popular supplement is zinc. Sometimes people will buy zinc lozenges like candies with zinc in them, or otherwise they will take tablets. And I've seen a lot of interest in people buying zinc lately at the pharmacy. And one thing that I would caution about that is zinc is something that you only want to take while you're sick uh, for a few days or maybe up to a week at a time, but you don't want to keep taking it uh, every day because when you take too much zinc, it can make your body low in copper. Oh, okay. That's interesting. It's not something to keep your immune system strong. It's something to help boost your immune system while you're sick. Exactly. So oh, okay. vitamin C is something that you could take every day. And zinc is something that's good to take uh, when you're sick or if you feel a cold coming on. Right. And so for vitamin C, do you have a suggested dosage? Yes. The recommended dose is two grams per day. Okay. I think they normally come in 500 milligram tablets. So you could take four of those tablets. Okay. And is that for an adult dosage or does the dosage stay the same across the board? You know, I think that is an adult dosage, but the great thing with vitamin C is it's a water soluble vitamin. So you really can't get too much. It right. Just you just pee it out right through you. That's good to know. My mom used to pump us with vitamin C <laughs> and she'd always say, can't take too much. <laughs> and I was okay. So I, I'm one of those people. I take lots of vitamin C during the cold and flu season. Uh, elderberry has become very popular lately. Mm -hmm. Do you have any thoughts on elderberry? Well, I do know of people who make their own elderberry syrup and we do sell elderberry syrup in the pharmacy. It's one of those syrups that we get a couple of them a week right? and they've been flying off the shelves lately because that's all you can get. But there is some uh, moderate evidence for elderberry syrup as well. Okay. Uh, most things when you're sick, ultimately when you're sick, we know that we're going to be better soon. 
in a few days to maybe a week at the most. And the cough syrups really just help us feel better. Like maybe Tylenol will help take away the pain right. or you can take something for decongestion. If you have a stuffy nose and if you have phlegm in your chest, then the elderberry or other cough syrups can help loosen that up so that you can cough and it comes out. So really it's just to, those things are to help it make the whole process a little less horrible. Yeah. What about anything that can do for your kids at home while they're kind of going through the flu to help alleviate it while they're kind of in the middle of it? Uh, So when kids are sick, I would say one of the most important things is to keep them hydrated and make sure they're getting plenty of fluids. Um, And to watch out for dehydration, because that's really what is dangerous for kids and ends up uh, bringing them into the hospital. Right. So one, one of the signs of dehydration is if they're crying, but no tears come out, that would be very severe dehydration. Or if they just don't seem themselves, usually the mother's intuition knows when their children are not well. Whenever they're jumping on the couch and I wish that they could go back to school, then that's how I know that they're not that sick. If they're just lying on the couch and they're too sick to even eat a popsicle, then I know that it's a little bit more serious. Right. You want to keep them hydrated. Normally, I don't recommend to give kids pop or juice, but if they are sick and that's all that they can tolerate, you do want to keep them hydrated and that's a good way to get some calories into them. Uh, and popsicles is another good way to get some uh, some juice or something in them if they're not feeling well. And if someone is very sick with vomiting and diarrhea, another good way to hydrate them is to put them in a bath because you do absorb a little bit of water through your skin. Mm-hmm. Well, and also when they're having chest issues or in a bad cough, having them in kind of a steamy area is helpful too. Mm -hmm. I often tell people in the pharmacy uh, to put the kettle on or just to run the shower to get some steam Mm -hmm. in the air. Yeah. And then that can just kind of help those airways to open up a little bit and feel a little less tight. I know sometimes when they've also been vomiting and, and diarrhea and those things, getting electrolytes into their body. So not only getting fluid, but also making sure that they get something to balance out their body after losing all the all the fluids. That's right. And the electrolytes uh, even help your body to absorb more water than if you were just drinking plain water. Right. What do you suggest as far as getting those electrolytes into your kids? There's lots of commercial options at the pharmacy. So one name brand that I like and I use at home is called Hydrolyte. But some other brands are Gastrolite and Pedialyte. Basically, they're all the same idea. They have a little pinch of salt and sugar mixed in with some water. And some of them have flavors or dyes, but you can buy ones that are unflavored. And a recipe to make your own at home is basically just to put a teaspoon of sugar and a quarter teaspoon of salt mixed in with a cup of juice or water. Okay. Well, that's good to know too, because, you know, when either sometimes you can't afford to buy the stuff that's on the shelf, um, and that sounds like a very cost-effective way of getting the same result, or it's the middle of the night and you don't have anything and you need something. So that that's a good thing to know for families. 
And of course, uh, Gatorade or Powerade would be other options, uh, but they're a little bit higher in sugar. Right. Uh, but in a pinch, you could sure use that. And then also, I've always gone into PharmaSave and I always check the labels of the name brand stuff and the PharmaSave stuff just to check like what what's in the ingredients. And it's always pretty much the same. So do you have a suggestion when you're in there and you're looking to get the right thing? Is there really a difference between the name brand and um, the PharmaSave brand? Because I know there's a difference in price. Mm, yeah, so the... The house brand is a better price because we can buy in bulk uh, and the PharmaSave brand really is a national quality brand. So one thing about the PharmaSave brand is that it has a money back guarantee. If you're not fully satisfied, they'll give you your money back uh, if you return it with the receipt for up to 14 days. Mm. Uh, the PharmaSave brand is also very good because it doesn't have uh, gluten or artificial dyes or lactose or other allergens. Uh, that oh, I didn't know that. In uh, filler ingredients sometimes. So it, it's a really good quality brand. And the only reason that it's less expensive is because uh, it's the house brand. And in Canada, you can really always be assured that uh, if one product says that it's 10 milligrams and another product says that it's 10 milligrams, they really do contain the same amount of the same medic medication. You're not getting some type of cheap knockoff. Uh, everything right. that's sold in Canada is approved by Health Canada. Oh, good to know. Because, yeah, I mean, especially these days with prices going up on everything, it's better for families to know that they can get that brand versus the name brand for, for cheaper and they're still getting the same quality and pretty essentially the same thing. Yes. They all got to pinch pennies these days. Um, is there anything else that you have as far as recommendations for families these days? Mm, another uh, trendy supplement these days is probiotics. Oh, so yes. probiotics is basically good bacteria that would normally live in your stomach and um, <clears throat> yogurt naturally has good bacteria in it too. And some brands like Activia even have extra bacteria added. Mm -hmm. So just like a sick person can pass on their germs to another person and make them sick, I like to think that a healthy person can pass on their germs to uh, someone else and make them healthy. So there's a lot of evidence with infants, right, that skin to skin contact and breastfeeding is beneficial for mo both the mother and the baby and that it helps to stimulate the baby's immune system. The course that I took in infant massage also showed that massage therapy can help to boost an infant's immune system. Oh, okay. So I often recommend skin to skin contact for people in the pharmacy for adults and children to alike, either holding hands with your spouse or maybe getting a massage from your spouse if you're so lucky um, <laughs> or even shaking hands with someone else that you know can be a good healthy form of skin to skin contact. And I think that that's something else we've really been lacking in the last three years that is contributing to the hospitals being so busy is people's immune systems are just not getting the exercise that they used to. Right. 
when we used to have group meetings and face to face group. Uh, another study that I heard of recently talked about spending time outdoors and digging in the dirt. Mm-hmm. And it even showed a mitigated effect. So like I said, uh, babies who breastfeed, there's some evidence that they have stronger immune systems compared to formula fed babies. But the study showed that if uh, the formula fed babies spent time outside, that that compensated um, and their immune systems were almost as good as the breastfed babies. Oh, interesting. Well, and I know that when the child is uh, nursing, they backwash into the mom's body and then the mother's body reads what's through the child's saliva, what's going on in the the child's body. And then it changes the composition of the breast milk to um, give the antibodies that that baby might need, Hmm. which is really neat. But also, yes, being outside, that has always been been a thing, is getting outside and, and getting the fresh air and good for all of our bodies. Getting exercise, too, to get your blood pumping, to make sure everything's moving inside your body is helpful for your immune system to be able to keep fighting whatever's going on. And obviously, on top of that, sleep is also very important. Whenever I tell people the importance of getting a good sleep, they always laugh at me. (laughs) I know. In my line of work also, because it's, you know, I mean, it's, to be honest, it's always the first thing to go, right? When, when you're living a busy lifestyle, especially with young kids and all the things, unfortunately, sleep, as important as it is, is always the first thing to, to suffer. But it is so important for our health. I do get a lot of questions in the pharmacy as well about sleeping pills. And sometimes people do like to get sleeping pills because they feel like it gives them a better sleep. But uh, research also shows if one person was up all night and they did not sleep at all. Right. And another person took a sleeping pill and felt like they had a really good sound sleep. The person who took the sleeping pill would actually do worse on, say, a driving test or a math test compared to the person who didn't sleep at all. Oh, interesting. So sometimes people feel like they have to take a sleeping pill because they have something really important to do the next day. But I would say that that's actually the time not to take one. Okay. It can be hard to uh, be up at night when you can't sleep, though. You know, one great technique for helping you get to sleep is having a hot bath. Right. When you have three kids in a small house, having a warm bath in the middle of the night just tends to wake up more kids. Yes. (laughs) Um, Also, yeah, warming yourself up, um, making sure that you don't watch television or are like you don't have any screens at least an hour before you go to bed making sure that your room is nice and dark and that it's at a cooler temperature. So 20 degrees or cooler, uh, but not too cold and like a nice warm cup of tea or a nice bath to calm down or those sorts of things um, are all good things. Because uh, you can get some relaxing blends or some chamomile tea. And then the process of making tea is also soothing because it's a routine where you do the same thing each night. Yeah. And I'd like to add that uh, controlling your blood sugar is also very important uh, to falling asleep 
and to staying asleep. Okay, so interesting. That not having too many sugary foods, not eating too close to bedtime, and to have uh, a diet that's rich in proteins and healthy fats. And whole grains too. Mm -hmm, yeah, to help your blood sugar stay regular and steady throughout the day instead of having ups and downs. Right. Yeah, that's also a very good point. And also not having caffeine after midday is important too, if possible. <laughs> I do love a little caffeine. I know most of the population does rely on caffeine and that's, that's just part of society. But I have heard, especially when it comes to anxiety also is um, limiting the caffeine intake later in the day will definitely help your routine. Yeah. Caffeine and uh, cigarettes both increase a person's heart rate and make them feel anxious. Yes, yes, exactly. So as much as you can limiting that, especially later in the day, because it does cause a fake sense of awakeness. So you're, it tricks your body into thinking that you've had rest. Uh, when you haven't, and then you end up staying awake, but being exhausted, which isn't where you want to be, especially if you're feeling sick or you're taking care of sick babies. On the topic of having fluids and staying hydrated when you're sick, when you get hydrated, it's important to stay hydrated. So in, ad in addition to drinking fluids and eating foods that have water in them, you can also use some lotion or some ointment to help seal the moisture in. Okay. Uh, because when our skin is very dry in the wintertime, it gets these little cracks in it. And then once your skin is cracked, the moisture evaporates even right. faster. Is there any specific lotions that you can recommend? Sometimes people like to use a special lotion for their hands that's less greasy. And if you're going to use one for your face, I always recommend to speak to the cosmetician because she can see what your skin type is and know, uh, make a recommendation for what's best for you. And then for the 99% of the rest of your body, your arms and legs and your chest and your back, then I would just go with the PharmaSave brand or another inexpensive lotion like uh, Vaseline that you can use it quite liberally. Okay. I know for little kids, I have used in the past, especially when they get raw under their nose after having, you know, when you're blowing and blowing and wiping and wiping. And then also outside, if the weather's cold, they get windburn on their cheeks and stuff. I've used lanolin because it's just, it's nice and thick, but it doesn't have any additives to it. And I know some kids are allergic to uh, lanolin, but if your child isn't allergic to it, it actually works as a very good barrier if your child's skin is cracking and irritated, especially, well, on face and hands, actually. It's worked very well for me. Mm -hmm. To protect it from the dry wind. Yeah. And also, you know, when they've had the runny nose and, you know, snot can be acidic and it eats away at the skin and it gets really raw and hurts, it leaves a really nice barrier um, if they're having a hard time with that. Mm-hmm. What I have been telling people lately in Grand Forks is if you're thinking of going to the hospital, uh, perhaps to call ahead and you can tell them what your symptoms are and then they may be able to advise you uh, what to do next. Uh, That's a good plan. Or not. Yeah, keeping the bodies out of eMERGE if they don't have to be there. Mm -hmm. yeah. Another good thing lately is that the in October, 
the government had expanded pharmacists uh, ability to provide services. Okay. So we've always been able to give a small emergency supply to see people through until their next appointment of medica uh, regular medications for their blood pressure and uh, mental health things that they had already been taking for some time. Oh, good. So they've expanded that to say uh, that there's more medications included that we can give emergency supplies and we can give them for a longer amount of time up to three months instead of only one month at a time. So hopefully that will also take some pressure off the emergency room that people don't have to go there for their refills if they uh, can't get a doctor's appointment. Well, that's wonderful. It's great that they're coming up with all of these new programs. Mm -hmm. And I hear that they're trying to recruit more doctors and nurses to this area. And I hope that that goes well, because I can't imagine what we would do without our hospital here in Grand Forks. Oh, I know, right? That would be horrible. It's, it's hard enough living rurally without having, you know, having to drive over a pass either way to get to, to a hospital. It's just, yeah, we need this emergency care and the boundary needs this emergency care. So yes, I, I'm very thankful for all of the people that have worked so hard in that hospital, especially through what's been going on in the past couple of years. It's not easy. So Anything that is able to happen there and stay there, I am thankful for. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful to everybody who works together to make our community what it is. Yes, exactly. It's a lovely, wonderful place to live, and I appreciate it 100%. I'm so happy that we have you as a resource in our community, and thank you so much for sharing your knowledge with us today. Hopefully families can utilize that information and it makes this cold and flu season a little bit easier and hopefully it doesn't last too much longer. Thank you very much, Mel. And I will surely look forward to speaking with you again. Yes, me too. Thank you, Rachel. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Riding the Waves of Life is funded by the Public Health Agency of Canada and provided through Boundary Family Services. All equipment was purchased through a grant from the Phoenix Foundation. <laughs>